sticky to them. You know? <clears throat> There's something beautiful about Saturday Night Podcasts. Yeah, it's a, it's a special time. It's Should a special do it at midnight. time. Midnight podcasting? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm already been bed Had by some then. Candles. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. You're a bizarre combination of uh straight edge and craziness. Perversion. Me? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Only in only in California that they make you. Uh, I guess not. Not really. No. Well, maybe old school California. Yeah. Like old back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long I guess, time ago, uh, California. You're just unique. Oh, thank you. I think you're unique too. I keep telling you that, but you're like, I'm, I'm this and that. And I'm like, come on, stop. Tell me I'm unique. Anyway, so um, uh, what are we, we going to talk about? We're talking Francis Hall. All right, well, let's do the introduction. Of this. I already forgot. We already tried to do the introduction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another beautiful episode of Movies Are Dead, broadcasting live from the heart of Henderson, Nevada. All right, it's Saturday night. It's cloudy. It's windy. It's beautiful. All right, it was really hot today. I felt like shit most of the day. <laughs> it's terrible. There's a light breeze now, though. I feel Were you great. outside or? I well, I, was, I wasn't running the AC in the house, and I was oh. outside. I was mm. doing things, you know, old man stuff. So you can't leave while they're working your house. I'm not gonna be talking about what they do at my house. I'm not gonna be mentioning my house right now because this is my alone time. This is where I escape my house. Okay. I come here, you know. I see you. I see the dog. You know, I see the Haley and. You know, we talk we talk movies here. You know, well, that's right. That's what we talk about here. All right. Movies so, should we talk about the Will Smith Chris Rock thing? No. No, nah, let's not talk about who gives a fuck about our opinions. You have an opinion about it? I don't know. I mean, like, if I mean, I mean, does it even matter? <laughs> like, it feels like. I every- mean, you either do or you don't have an opinion about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was fucking scary. I've never seen her walk that fast in my life. <laughs> So right now Haley just walked up to me and pretended to slap me. So now imagine you're Chris Rock. Fucking creepy. That was scary. Don't do that ever again. I thought you were like, I forgot something outside. That was creepy. Yeah. So now imagine you're on you're on stage. You're telling a a, a thirty year old joke oh, about I guess, I guess we don't give our opinions now. No, we don't. All right, here we go. Imagine okay. what it's like so, to be him. Yeah, Haley ran up to POV. you. But if somebody ran up to me that quick, I would be confused, like the way it was right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he seemed confused when it happened. Was it? I think I was matching the pace. Was it? Did he walk up that fast? Yeah. It was, I, it was more than a casual stride, yeah. It was bizarre. Was... I didn't watch the Oscars, and you texted me, but my phone was off. So when I saw your message, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I thought you were joking with me, like... Like, ha, 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 yeah, like, Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. And I was like, oh, like, that's weird. It wasn't until I got to my job and people were talking about it. And then they showed me the video. And I was like, oh, the fuck is that? And I just immediately thought, oh, it's staged. First reaction, staged, it's fake. Yeah, that's that's it. I thought it's fake. I still think it's fake. I thought it was fake, but then... They like uh, went silent for like thirty seconds, which doesn't yeah happen happen yeah. So I figured, and this is what made it immediately funny is that I, it was real. I I still think it's fake because like okay, <laughs> it's a it's a psyop by the CIA to distract. It's not a psyop by it's not that deep. It's pretty much this. It's pretty much the motion population. pictures of the board. They need viewers, so let's conjure up some WWE shit. 
right? Like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and let's get some more viewers, right? Yeah, I don't think that would happen unless it was real. I don't know. I still think it was fake, but let's just say if it was real, though. Let's just say we're going to assume it's real. Yeah. I think that it was a very terrible thing Mm. that occurred. I honestly don't think anybody should get slapped for a joke unless obviously the, the, the person making the joke was told repeatedly to stop. Right. Mm. But like Chris rock, like that's what he does. I was confused. I'm like, okay, let's assume it's real. Okay. That's what he does. And the joke wasn't even that bad. And isn't there a video of Jada Pinkett laughing about the video uh, about the slap, right? There's a video of her laughing about the, uh, about the joke. Like immediately after, immediately after the joke, she started laughing. I remember uh, her frowning after the joke. There's a video. Watch. No, it's fine. Let's not waste too much time on this. Yeah, it feels like everybody is giving their opinions. It's like (laughs) fucking weird. It's like, Uh, you know, everybody's giving their, and I'm just like, like I'm, I'm already sick of the opinions. I'm like, who cares, right? I didn't realize that. Like, it would gather this much attention. Mm-hmm. I, but it's, yeah, great point. CIA, PSYOP, could be. I'm always That open. was probably like an arms deal. Look, man, at this fucking point, people. I'm accepting the fact that I may be a crisis actor. <laughs> and my life is a PSYOP. That's where I am in this in this state of, like, the, where, where America is. I'm like, I'm a crisis actor. My life is a PSYOP. That would, that would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. Well, that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, um, I just don't think you should go around hitting people like that. Especially with the size difference of, like, what's Will Smith, 6'1"? It's twice his size. 6'3". Like, Chris Rock is probably, like, what, a little taller than, like, me, maybe? He's probably, like, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, maybe. I don't know. Right? I don't think anybody should be... Like beating, I don't know. It feels like we're so far advanced as humans with technology. How are we still hitting each other? Ah, we're still, we're still dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think. I just don't think like he should have gotten slapped for that joke. It wasn't even that crazy of a joke. I I don't know. know, But it's human. But to be honest with you, it's human. Like that's a microcosm of where the country and celebrityism and like you know victimhood culture. That's what and cancel culture. That's where it's been. Like the past five, four years. You know what I mean? Like someone no. says something, huge overreaction, everybody focuses on it. But I would, no, that's that, it. That, but this is physical though, which is better than like a. Yeah, that's online. why I said. That's why I said is WWE that shit. Make, all right. All right. Buddy. It's like scripted, man. All right. Well, yeah, movies are, think? movies are dead. They are dead. I'm movies so glad we chose the title for this podcasts for movies are dead because they're dead i wish you could go back to 2012 when francis ha premiered at is that today's movie that is today's movie god <laughs> this fucking guy man you should have been your last week behind the convent walls <laughs> shit you missed out bobo put on a movie called no. behind the convent walls he made me put it on because i was watching something else no I, no no he had he was like nights of Tiberia. Nights of Tiberia. It was too distracting because Julietta Messina is an amazing actress. So we got distracted watching. I was like, how can you avoid her? I was, was like, just throw on anything. Throw on anything. So he scrolls through movie, right? That's where you're on, right? Movie. Yeah, it was movie. And he throws on behind the convent walls. Little did we know, it was 
pretty much like none softcore sex movie from the 70s. Like they were showing vaginal penetration with a foreign object. They were showing people like banging nuns and it was bizarre. And I was like, how is this on movie? Like this it's is like crazy. A bizarre Italian art film. It was a bizarre Italian a lot 70s. of bush. There was a lot of bush hair. It was just craziness. Nick was just drooling. I was he could not drooling. stop looking over. I couldn't stop talking about it. I even looked it up when it's I like, got home to yeah. finish the movie. Uh-huh. I was like, it's too good not to fucking, you know, watch this. I just couldn't ignore it. And so, um how many stars do you give it? I think that as an Italian art film or Polish art movie, I Polish mean, that was like four stars. It was great. There was a lot of thick white thighs. There was a lot of like milky looking people. Like even the men looked milky looking. You know what I mean? Like their skin glowed. It's that gauzy glow. From it was gauzy, like Polish look. Thirty-five. I couldn't get over the size of the bushes, though. Yes, I. I remember. It was just. That. I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? What about that? So surprising to you? Well, it's just like in 2022, like you see that, like you don't see that often on screen anymore. Not even showgirls, what we saw, you know, weeks ago. <laughs> no, there was no, there was no full-on bushes. Like it was already like going away. So that was a bizarre movie. Loved it though. Um, yeah, today's movie is uh, Francis Ha. Premiered in 2012. Tell you right. Tell you right. Released in 2013. Did you see this one in the theaters? No. I got to see this one in the theaters. I was, uh, where was I? I came out in 2013. Yeah, who knows? Who knows where I was? Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix? Okay. Yeah. So, got to see this one in the theaters. An amazing theatrical experience. I'll never forget it. Oh, boy. Um, but up until that point... Well, don't you want to tell me about the amazing theatrical experience you had? No, it was just... It was you had a good time. It, it was such a good time watching the movie. Yeah. And it was like, it was like watching, because by that point, Noah Baumbach, I had seen Greenberg mm-hmm. and Squid and the Whale. And I remember he was supposed to do Mr. Popper and his Penguins with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He didn't direct it. I don't think he directed it. I think he co wrote it. He ended up co writing it. But, you know, like, I was already kind of like going, like, man, Noah Baumbach's like one of my favorite movie makers, right? So when I saw it, I was like immediately like, like, oh, okay, this is a good movie. I had not known who Adam Driver was. Like I had heard about him because a lot of people at my job at the time were like, do you know who Adam Driver is? I go, what are you talking about? And then they pointed outside the window of my job. Outside the window of my job was this huge Gap ad. Across the street was Gap, right? And they had this huge gap ad of of Adam Driver in a denim jacket and like a shirt under. And like his hair was short and he had facial hair at the time, right? And they pointed at it, do you know him? And I was like, no, who is that fucking guy? I hated him immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, who is that guy? And they go, you look like him. You look like a mini version of him. I go, what? <laughs> I don't look like that. And then like, sure enough, more people started saying that in my job. Doesn't he look like a mini Adam Driver? I go, and I hated him even more. Hated him. And then I saw him in this, and I was like, okay, he's cool, right? I, I kind of like him, right? Yeah. I didn't really fall in love with Adam Driver until, like, maybe, oh, later on that year. 
inside Lewin Davis. That's when I was like, this guy's fucking cool. Yeah. Al you know? Cody. Yeah. Outer? Yeah. And what is it? What does he say? Please, Mr. Prince. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh oh. Yeah. It's just fucking beautiful. Good times. It's like, so mm. people would tell me that on the regular, mm. and then they would talk about girls, right? I so happened to work at a place where it was pretty much with girls, right? Like, literally girls. Right, I worked at American Apparel for many years. Yes. So yes, yeah, and all all the employees there were pretty much girls, and they were obsessed with the show. Girls, really, they would talk about it. Did you see girls last night? Did you see girls last night? Crazy, right? right? And I'd be like, "What the fuck is this show, Girls?" And it's by Lena Dunham, right? They would be like that. I'm like, "Who?" I I wasn't in tune to that. Wasn't in tune to that. But when I saw Francis Ha. I thought immediately this movie was special. I didn't know how special this movie was until I rewatched it for this podcast, even though I've seen it like three or four times in between. Yeah. This movie, watching it now, I'm like, dude, this movie is a gem. I don't know how to describe it. Like, not only like the way it's filmed, yeah. black and white, the setting... The fact that it's like a pretty much a mini time capsule of New York City. New York City. And like of another time capsule of Greater Gerwood and Adam Driver. Uh-huh. Like before they hit this like mega fame, right? So it's it's still a special movie. That's right. Nicholas, it's a special movie. Um movies were still alive back then, I would say. Oh. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's this kind of movie you can't imagine it making much of an impact anymore. It would probably be no. released on a streaming service. People would forget about it in two weeks. People would forget about it, but you yeah. know what? Nobody yeah. can make a movie like this though, except Noah Baumbach. Isn't that weird? That's I don't true. Think anybody else can do a movie like this? I would say that uh, the quality, the level of quality on display here is uh, seemingly gone. Yeah. Any, any. Uh, one working in this sort of uh what would you call it classical this movie sort of a classical um screwball comedy it's set in 2012 in new york yeah. sort of like has that louvitch touch yeah that they always talk about that sort of you know slapdash funny caddish yeah at, sort of, you know, it's, it's it's funny. It's romantic. At times, it feels like Band of Outsiders. There's even like a, sh- a three shot. Yeah, definitely very influenced right? by Band of Outsiders, by uh, all the French New Wave, Truffaut, um, Charbol, Romare, especially. And uh, I mean, you just don't have filmmakers that can uh, like. Well, I want to talk about this later, but Noah Baumbach has a lot has very diverse and a wide wealth of influences that he works with especially oh, yeah. in this movie when it comes to the music cues lots Beautiful. of george de la rue from yeah. um 400 blows yeah. from different other french new wave movies as well as uh, he quotes lil's caras mabai sang does he uh when Francis running down the street. That's it. Love. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it goes in the opposite that, direction. That that Danny is it. Yeah, runs. I didn't even think about that. That's a good. That's a good catch. I didn't think about that. And um, um, there's many things like that in this movie, but you, you, there's not other. There's not many other filmmakers that want to make a comedy that have that sort of influence or like that sort of knowledge about film history. No, it's weird. It's literally like an homage to other movies. Yeah, but then it has its own taste which I feel like is missing in modern movies now. Instead, we just get like, remember this? 
You know what I mean? And if there's no right. signature touch to it. Right. But yeah, only Noah Baumbach can do a movie like this. And it's weird because I'm like, only Greta Gerwig can play Francis. It's very hard to picture anybody else, in my opinion. Yeah, you no know? one else could really do it. I, that was the, the main takeaway from this time I watched it. I've also seen it about four or five times. Is that um, she should have acted more. <laughs> She yeah. doesn't really seem to like she's gonna be in the next Bombback movie, White Noise, with Adam Driver. Oh, okay, it's coming she's out this year. But this was her prime, though. This was like, yeah, this was post- like Apex Squared Out Girl. Yeah, it's post Greenberg because she's in Greenberg yeah. too, right? In a great role. And that was like two or three years before this, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that one's 2010. So, mm-hmm. um, and that movie, the way he films cities, though, yeah, is such a great like touch to his movies like the way la los angeles is specifically west la the way that's captured in greenberg or Mm. even in like marriage story west la the way he films like sunset boulevard um in uh marriage story like it's beautiful and then like same thing with francis hogg new york city i've never been in new york city i don't know you have but like i've never been in new york city but but when i watch this i'm like oh like this is New York City at this specific time, you know? Anyway, let's get through the it cast. Was a, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm just, ahead. It's, to tie that last point up, it was a more hopeful time back then, even for Francis, yeah. who, who's constantly struggling for money and a place to live and her own independence. It still seems like that sort of New York that people used to dream about, Yeah, that, you know, young artist types from, you know, the yeah. Midwest or something can still afford. That's yeah, gone. Can, you can go. For most people. And you can make it yeah, there. Yeah, be and, an artist, you know. And yeah. Go see movies, go to museums. Yeah, what's that scene when Benji tells Francis, he's like, you may be broke, but let's go to the movies, right? Yeah. We're going to go watch some movies. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't have any money, this and that. But uh, yeah, it's there's this feeling of great hope for Francis. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's just do the cast real, set, real right. quick. Greater Gerwig as uh, Frances Halliday, Mickey Summer as Sophie uh, uh, Levy, Adam Driver as Lev Shapiro, Michael Zegan as Benji. So, <laughs> so anyway, what's so funny? <laughs> if you stop that four people. <laughs> yeah, stop. We're, we're going to keep it small. This is a small movie. Sure. All right. <laughs> it comes in at a tight 86 minutes. It's a quick 86 minutes, yeah. I feel like. For a movie that, that has no huge action, action sequences, I mean, this is a no, it's fast a freaking movie. Yeah. Um, but at the root of this story, we have what, Francis and Sophie as best friends. But they're, they're kind of being pulled apart. Right. By, it's that, that point in time where, you know, your friend, your best friend is, you know drifting away from you yeah sophie's gonna marry this guy named patch he's in finance right he's a white guy in finance right now all white guys and all white people now he would be (laughs) now he would just be this like uh, this symbolism of like white privilege same with adam driver 
all of them would be all of them, all of them would all be a, them. this movie wouldn't exist in 2022 the first time i watched it, i hate this movie because these are a bunch of jerk offs you know it's no yeah i remember watching this movie and first thinking like going like man all these people are fucking like rich and they live in this nice apartment and they have all these records yeah and like lev lev is like his father's famous or something his and has money has money and i was like what the fuck and this guy's talking about he's gonna be writing on snl and stuff and like He's taking us yeah. a, a loan from his stepfather who's rich. And I just started thinking, I was just like, man, you got to be fucking wealthy to be in the arts and shit. That's right. But then I got into the story and I was like, oh yeah, it's a good movie. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, um, yeah, this movie wouldn't exist because of like white privilege and all these like things it would about exist. like- People still make, white people still make movies now. They still, no, they do. But there would be much more of a blowback, I think. I don't on know, Twitter, are, yeah. People, people on Twitter would be annoying about it. Twitter, people on Twitter would be shitting their fucking pants over this movie. They'd be like, you're making a movie about a white woman who, who comes from a nice family and this and that. And I'm like, can't you just enjoy the fucking movie? You know what I mean? So. Movies are still alive back then. Back then in 2012? Yeah. 2013? Oh, yeah. definitely. Once after this movie came out, like the week after I saw Richard Linklater's Is It Before Midnight? Yeah, that's right. That's when yeah, it came the out. week after I saw it. And I was like, it was like back to back weeks. So yeah. 2012, Tree Over Life came out. 2011. It was May oh, yeah, 2011. That's right. 2011. Didn't come in 2012 though? No, no, no. 2012. Never no, mind. 2011. But, but no. I mean, no, they were alive. Yeah. It, there they was still this alive. hope and optimism to independent movies. Yeah. And it felt like it would just keep going and going and going. Right? Right. But yeah, you know, I was like, as, as you said before, the internet, but mostly streaming services, and then the pandemic has led to our current state, which feels pretty... Stale. Boring. Hopeless, yeah. And I can't fucking stand where we're at. But, I mean, it's what it is. You know, it is what it is. I Coda one. It's a streaming movie. I mean, I, it feels like I gotta jump through fucking hoops to watch these movies now, to do yeah. it the legit way. Like if I want to do it the legit way without right. pirating or stealing from people, it's like I gotta find it on where, who, you know. I asked the person, where, what channel do I find this show on? I was like, what channel is that on? Like Disney or something? I think a channel. <laughs> they literally laughed at me. I go like, yeah, is it like Disney or like or like Apple or something? Like, where, what channel is this on? And they laughed, and I was like, what? Okay, what fucking streaming service is it on? Get off your high fucking horse, you cunt! You know what I mean? I'm like, come on, just who tell is me. This? I'm gonna tell you who. I'm not gonna tell you who. But Why? I just hated the because I don't we, know them. We don't name names here on this podcast, right? But um. Yeah, they just laughed at me. I felt like an asshole. And I was like, how am I the bad guy? You're right, Nick. So, it's a hard time. <laughs> what's up? It's a hard time to watch movies, yes. It's a pain in the ass. I shouldn't have to be like, where's it at? Who do I have to, you know, get in contact with to set this up? Yeah. Give me the thing. Give me yeah. the thing. Or put it in the movies. Put it in the movies for more than a week. I'll go see it. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing that, you know, makes me sort of not want to do anything anymore. With movies? Anything. Yes, you know, sort of like shrink, shrivel down to a small size, small, you know, tiny little size, like, you know, like a snail. Like a snail, yeah. After salt and pour on me. Yeah, yeah I know. You're that's, killing it, me. I know. It feels like that. I don't want it to feels watch like that a lot. Anymore. There's no point to anything. It feels like there's no point to the arts. I'm like, why, why, why even bother, right? 
It's being cute. I'm like, why even bother? But no, right, I think no, we should still go on. And that's for uh, it's most like, art forms now, though. It is. It's like, well, if I can't get a top hit in the in the right in the top streaming of Spotify, why try? If I can't be in a Marvel right. movie, uh-huh. why try? If I can't direct a Marvel movie or comic book movie, or well, it just feels like if you want to make anything that's a bit off the beaten path, you have to constantly struggle and fight for even like the smallest bit of attention. Yeah, it feels exhausting. It's terrible. It was impossible. No, yeah, it's off. This movie made eleven million dollars when it came out. Eleven million? Isn't that crazy? It's pretty good for That's this. Really yeah, good. it was black what, and what white. What did it make for? What did it? With three, three million. million. Yeah. Yeah, he made the moolah on this one. Good for him. But Hopefully, Noah Baumbach, yeah. I mean, he could like do these movies, like even what he did after Mistress America while we're young. Still good movies in my opinion. Definitely. You know, especially Mistress America. I think that one's very underrated. Yeah, it's very funny. This is right. when he was like going around in secret, and people would find out like two months before the movie came out. There was gonna be like a new Noah Baumbach movie. That's right. It would just like you just see the trailer and you'd be like, oh, I guess. Yeah, you get like a press release and you like see it at yeah. the next festival. It was weird. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, no, it's exciting. You're right. Greta Gerwig is phenomenal in this movie. It's no wonder why yeah. she became the star she is now. I mean, she wasn't really a star. But, yeah. Was She's, she back then? Not really, no. She wasn't a star. No, she what really was she in? She was in that Ty West movie, right? That's right. Greenberg. House, of, House of the Devil. She yeah. was in Mistress, not, not Mistress, but uh, what's that one? Dandles in Distress. That one, what else? Not much else. And she then was what in a is bunch Benji? of like indie movies. But... What did Benji say? He's like, you're like, you're like not pretty or something, or like you're like a guy. What does he say to her about her physical appearance? And she looks no, old face. She looks old. She has an old face but for twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. When I look at her in this movie, not mature, but she looks old. <laughs> she looks uh, from a different time period. You could she... see her back in the forties, like post war. Yeah, you could see her. That, like an, yeah. She painting. does have that look to her. But do you like that little snippet that they use when she goes back home to Sacramento? It's like, yeah. oh, here's Ladybird. You know what I mean? That's yeah. pretty much Ladybird. Right. You know? I love that whole sequence. But, but yeah, se- she gives an amazing performance. You're right. I mean, she can it's really damn good. do anything. She's funny. She can ask to, she can be like melancholic and dramatic when the scene calls for it. It's just even really- her facial expressions. It's just you really don't get to see women being funny on screen anymore. No, you don't. You don't. Like genuinely funny. We were watching this other movie called what's it called? Barv and uh, Barb and Star. Go to Mar Margel Vista. Oh yeah, that's what is that with Maya Rudolph? Who's no, who's that like with? Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig. There you and go. Her friend. And her friend. There she you brings go. along. And that uh, movie came out like last year. Yeah. I don't remember. Two years I, ago. I remember the poster. Seen the poster and, and it just. We watched it's 20 weird. minutes and just like no laughs, no laughs anywhere. A good half hour really? Yeah. Just yeah, like. You haven't laughed? It just, you know, just seeing like your favorite baseball player just striking out yeah. 800 times in a row. Yeah. That's irritating. Yeah. And, um, right. You wonder why, why that is, but not is here it, though. Is, I don't know. Yeah. This is a, you know, top 10. It's a, it's a fucking damn good performance. I'm yeah. trying to think of other movies from 2013. I mean, Before Midnight, Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, don't know. Probably, I don't know. I can't think of any, but. This is like on par, though, with like Carol Lombard. Yeah. Molly Dietrich. I would say McGuire Messina. Sure. Yeah, any of them. But she's special, though, in this movie. And 
especially we always talk about this, but the Paris sequence. Yeah. Oh, Paris just sequence. Like, yeah. Just like the whole. We always, Bobo and I always bring up that Paris sequence, how fucking funny it is. Yeah, because like the whole thing is set up to be this sort of like fantasy yeah sort of a little sequence that you see yeah. in other movies like she's going to paris for two days yeah. fucking insane so you imagine her she imagines herself meeting some guy yeah having all these great experiences but she gets there and she just you know eats no. shit the whole time no she get yeah she gets there sleeps after taking sleeping pills because of the jet lag yeah and then she's only there for like a day, not even hours. She wants to go into the bookstore, but they're closed. They're closed. And then it has that beautiful cut of all of a sudden she goes, what time does Puss in Boots start? Yeah. So fucking great. And it's all to the song of uh, Everybody's a Winner by Hot Chocolate. Right. Fucking great. And the whole thing is just, you know, her losing continuously. Yeah. Over and over. But somehow it's really funny. It is funny. And it, it has that like cringe fucking dinner sequence. When yeah, she, before that. Yeah. She's staying with her dance friend. Yeah. And like one couple is having a baby, right? The other is like in finance with Patch. Mm-hmm. He obviously has this weird departed emotional thing with his wife. He's like not present. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and um, friends can only talk about Sophie. Sophie. And her relationship with Sophie. Yeah. She can't stop. They're obviously very codependent. After they break up, pretty much. Yeah. And it seems like Sophie has moved on. Yeah. And uh, friend's still still thinking about it. And over what and happened, over. And like how she'll never find anyone like her again. Have you ever had a friendship like that? No. <laughs> really? Have you? No, I've never broken up with a friend like that. Like I'm still good friends with the people. Like You know what I mean? Like I'm good friends with... Yeah, people. Everybody. You know, yeah, like, like I've never had a breakup like that. You know. Well, they happen. Thankfully. They happen semi-organically, is what the movie's trying to tell you. Yeah, it's weird because it does, it plays out as this like codependent relationship between Francis and Sophie. Yeah. Right. They live together. They travel together and play fight in the park. Yeah, right? it seems that sort of friendship you think is never going to end, but then it does. When yeah, it does patch comes around yeah takes her away right well yeah she's uh trying to lock up her future right you know money status career i guess that apartment in tribeca yeah right. uh, yeah yeah it's just uh you know it's uh it is what it is they say but yeah i i i feel like those relationships on screen are great I don't know, I'm thinking of like Romy Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah, Celine and Julie Gobodi. That one too. Like great tan like female duos. What's another one like that? Um what's another one like that? Thelma and Louise. Louise. That's right. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. They go all the way. They do. But Oh, there's this beautiful sequence, the ladybird sequence as I call it. Yeah. You know. Who DP'd this, by the way? Sam Levy. Yeah. Great. They filmed it on Canon, right? Like Canon, Canon 5D. Canon 5D. It really that, uh, that makes... That is so 2010s right there. That's like... I think of like film school stuff right there. But it looks but, great, right? Oh, it looks fantastic. Harris Sabides was a visual consultant. I could see that. And... Uh, yeah. I mean, a great cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, tragically died around that time. Did uh, he? He had a brain tumor, Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I want to get this right because I know he shot something like 
that I still think about each day. Yeah, I think his last movie was The Bling Ring. And uh, before that, you know, he did Zodiac, did a bunch of music videos, worked with... Um, What's his face? The Fiona Apple, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did that Fiona Apple video. I've been a bad girl. Where he filmed <laughs> Criminal, it. you mean? What? Criminal. Which one? Criminal. Is that what it is? Yeah. That one. Yeah, Criminal. That video. There I you love go. that video on the on the handy cam. Um He did sad. Zodiac. Yeah, he did Last Days, an elephant. Last Days, Greenberg, somewhere. American gangster. Anyway, great cinematographer. Fucking who amazing. Had, who had a huge influence on the look of this movie. Because no one really uh, had done this before. Yeah, shot, black and white shot on the Canon 5D. 5D. Yeah, Canon 5D. They shot in color, did in post. Post, yeah. And sort of has like the very milky, sort of like almost like charcoal drawings. It does. Of black and white. And did you know? I was thinking about this. Like, if they can do this on 5D, why isn't why isn't all <laughs> the movies shot in digital now look so bad? They look, uh, yeah. I mean, what's a good-looking digital? What won Best Cinematography this year? Was it Dune? Yeah. Who shot that? Greg Frazier. Why did Why did that win? What else was it's in the running? It's a good-looking movie. I don't know, man. It's, is it? You, is it, though? You seem to like, have built up all this animus for Dune. But... I don't have animosity toward it. I just don't think that movie... Okay, look. There's a huge difference between like what an Oscar movie should be and a summer blockbuster should be. Yes. But it's a good-looking movie, though. Like, What else was nominated? Nightmare Alley. I, I, why not that one? That uh, yeah, fucking sure. movie looks gorgeous. What's another well, you one? know, when people make these sorts of like big movies, that's what the Academy should goes for. They go for the big, you know, poppy. What's your quote? What are you going to say? Oh, I just had a comment. Go ahead. It was funny when we were watching the Oscars and it showed that Dune won for cinematography. We were laughing about that it showed like this like CGI shot. Yeah, like, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Example, and it was like. This didn't show the cinematography the color. at all. Like, like you really, would think they would show... Like coming down from space like a spaceship. yeah you would think like, you didn't shoot that you would think they'd show the bad guy getting out of the black milk pool right yeah what, they want to do flashier oh you haven't seen it oh shit okay my bad no he go, comes out of the black mud it's fine black mud he comes out of black mud it's right a, it's a i don't know black goo because he he's old yeah it's like a, a it's like pretty much like a like a facial like a face mask yeah. you would buy a lush but it's for your entire body yeah, and it's still in Skarsgård really going for it in that scene. Yeah. You're not missing much, to tell you the truth. When it ended, the movie ended, and I was like, I want to... Wait, I thought there was more. I thought it just ended. Well, yeah, it's a big book. What do you got to do? I was like, oh, okay, there's more. But that movie should not have won, like, cinematography. Nightmare Alley should have. Or West Side Story, was that nominated? Yeah. Give it to that, because there's more of a That's fucking great. color ratio aspect to that. God bless you. So... Dune, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And I love Denny V. I love Blade Runner 2049. Like, I still think that's a great Rick movie. Rick Fraser shot uh, Killing Them Softly. It's a great movie. We got to review that one, dude. Okay. We got to review that one. I still think that's like the most underrated movie of the 2010s, dude. Yeah. Like, that. even when that movie came out, it didn't hit. 
No. It didn't hit. And then I rewatch it annually. I rewatch it after. Because uh, of the politics behind it. Yeah. It, did, it got a bad rap because of the politics behind it. That's why. It was a, it was a little heavy-handed, but it was some, very that's what people scathing. need, though. That's what people need. It was, stupid. Yeah. It was very scathing. But after, after like... Huh? Killing them softly. Brad Andrew Pitt? Dominic with Brad Pitt. You saw it? Yeah. You put it on. I was with you when you saw it. Oh. Uh. It's yeah, <laughs> it's a very scathing movie, and it's a, it's a it's an honest depiction of America, I think. Yeah. So it just came out at the wrong time and uh, terrible time in the election as year. It, same as his previous movie, the assassination of uh, Jesse James. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's such a fucking great movie. It's a great movie. It's slow as fuck. Slow. slow. You're not like, that oh slow. God, what's this? What a fucking end. It's not You're that like... slow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the first time I saw it, I think I was too young, but I enjoyed it still. I remember pausing it and going, like, Jesus, like, how much <laughs> longer? I was like, I got to fucking, yeah, I got to exactly. take like, a jerk break. Time is it? I think I could fit one in here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, you're right. It's a great looking movie here. It's a fucking shame that Dune won best cinematography. Okay. <laughs> what won last year? What won last year? Was it Nomadland? No. Mm-hmm. Who won last year? Was it Roger Deakins? Was it 1917? Yeah, that, that was a good looking movie. Alexa. Uh, oh, I thought you were asking your phone. <laughs> You're an Alexa. No, yeah, shot an Alexa, yeah. Roger Deakins to God, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That, but... Didn't he win for 2049 as well? Yeah. Yeah. See, let's, yeah. Good looking movies right there. But but what I'm saying is, is that, I don't know, man. People, movies shouldn't look bad. Like the guy, what, the colorist, what's the special feature in the Criterion Channel? Special edition thing? The what? Yeah. Special edition featurette. Yeah. About the cinematography. Oh, for this movie? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, they talk about how they made it. Yeah, and the, and the, the colorist. Ideas. Sorry, I'm forgetting his name, but the colorist talks about how digital people shooting on digital want to make it look real and like it's like like you're there, like it's in four or eight K, but that's not the point of making a movie. Right? Right? I um, agree. You maybe have a different opinion, but in my opinion, you don't want it to look real. You don't want it to look too clean and pretty. No, you don't. I agree. You want to have some sort of stylization, some sort of you know, some sort of artistic imprint on your image. Yeah, you want. Start, you don't want it to just look clean and just. No, you don't. Dumb. I agree. I think empty. things look too clean nowadays. I think we've had this discussion before. Where I was like, everything looks too fucking clean. Well, we talked about how like everything on TV looks like a David Fincher. Yeah, it looks like it's all shot by Jordan Cronenworth, his DP from Social Network. It all looks like that. I'm like, why the fuck does this all look the same? I don't know. Anyway, uh, sorry, we're sounding like bitter bitches here, (laughs) but it's just... I'm just, uh, uh, I'm like lost. Like, uh, we could make this if we wanted to. We could movie look this good. But would it be accepted though, Bobo? Accepted where? I don't know, anywhere. Anywhere. Just by the general public, you know what I mean? Sure, if it's good. Like, if we had the, the right talents... We could make this movie, right? Yeah, you can. The right actors. I mean, no, it's hard to find good actors and, you know, good crew. But besides that, <laughs> good yeah. script also. But besides that, you could make this movie. Yeah, you could still make it. I mean, what? it's $3 million, but we could make this movie for what? 100 k Probably nowadays, yeah. 
I love the music cues too. Yeah, that's George Larue. David Bowie's, uh, you know, fucking um, Modern Love, and, and the way he uses uh, Golden Years, and you know, and while we're young. Yeah, you know, it's fucking great. But yeah, and uh, we're watching the scene. Just, uh, call it what the centerpiece, emotional centerpiece of the movie, where she explains. Oh yeah, what she wants. One other life. special person. Yeah, like how Sophie's that person for her. Looking across the room, making eye contact, and knowing that. What is you guys are on yeah, the same that wavelength? That person understands you, and you understand that person. Yeah. And um, I've, which I've tried to do with you millions of times. I've tried to do it with you at school. We're not on the same wavelength. And I would be staring. I'm like, he's going to look every now and then. <laughs> We're on different uh, dimensions. I've. We're huge. We're way up. Yeah. Solar systems away. Um, but the writing in this movie, it's, it's really makes this movie what it is. The writing. And that's just so specific. The writing's fucking special. It's like a book. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good writing. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a book. But... It is. It reminds me of a book. Okay. Yeah, it's like a wandering. collection of short stories. So. Yeah, it's hidden, going here, going there. Yeah, this movie feels episodic without ever not doesn't feel really episodic. It's episodic without ever really feeling that way. Yeah, it feels like it has an emotional and thematic through line, in that France is trying to find her own independence. The same time she's trying to sort of come to terms with uh, Sophie not being the kind of friend that she wanted her to be anymore, but she'll still be that one special person. That's true. It's a sad movie, but it's also I you know I told you texted you after I was like why is this movie still so like it makes you it made me feel good and it's inspiring. It's definitely inspiring because it feels like you could make it maybe. I don't if know. You got your shit together. It just feels good though. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. It's a happy ending. Is that, is that how it is? It is. It is, it is a beautiful happy. ending. She kind of accepts something. Well, she grows up. She grows up and, it, and she gets acceptance. her own place. She she let, learns to let go. She wasn't doing the whole movie. She yeah. grows up, you know, maturity. That's what the ancient Greeks talked about or something. And what is it? The goofy man walk? She has a goofy man walk? Yeah. Is that what Benji says? Walk. I guess they are kind of trash. She does have a goofy man walk. But yeah. Hell of a movie here. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. All right. But especially, you know, you're done? No, I was going to bring up Noah Bombeck's uh, Marriage Story. Oh, okay. All right, then. Because that was his most successful movie. I feel very relatable to you. Not really. I don't have no? any children, thank God. I think when you get a divorce with a child, it's much worse. <laughs> have you ever punched a wall angrily and sort of hurt yourself? Uh, Yeah, I have multiple times. Okay. I broke a door one time. I, I, uh, yeah, I've done that. I think right. three times in my life. Not a door. Three times. Three times, yeah, I've done it three times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it fucking hurts. Yeah. They got to get on somebody. Yeah. Something. Something. Not somebody. Something. We're yeah. not, I'm not Will Smith, okay? So, come <laughs> on. Yeah. You would never do that? Slap somebody Slap like that? Slap somebody? No, I mean, no. a comedian? No, I, no. <laughs> you respect, I, I've you even respect got, comedians too much. Dude, I even got heckled by a comedian at the comedy store one of the last times I went. 
For what? What do you say? I already told you that story. I already told it on the podcast. No, I, did. I did. I'm not gonna retell it, but pretty much I wasn't laughing <laughs> the way he wanted me. me to laugh. Oh, uh huh. And then he like heckled me and he said, You need to laugh more. He made fun of you? Yeah, he said, You need to laugh more, asshole. Give me more. Give me more. And it made me laugh even more because I was embarrassed and it was fun. But I, I had no So you were already laughing, he wanted you to laugh more. Yeah, this is what he said. You asshole with the mask on. I know you're laughing. Give me more. Oh. Give me more. That's not really that bad, I though. I thrive off of the crowd's energy. Asshole. Give really, me more. No, but I mean, like... It's not making fun It was you. just... No, but it was like... They're heckling me. They're calling me out on something. So, I, I had no feeling of, like, I'm going to kick this old guy's ass. You know what I mean? Like, it never would... <laughs> I would never, like, slap the guy or hurt anybody. That's good. But... Glad to hear it. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, punching walls, yeah. Or what else? Anyway, you want to talk about the movie. Marriage Story? Yeah, what about it? No, I was just going to say, if anybody hasn't seen that one, check that one out. You know, it's got Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. It's like Kramer versus Kramer for the modern age, but feels cleaner and better. I don't know how to describe it. Cleaner uh, and better. Yeah. I don't People know, are just... prettier. You got Scarlett, That's true. It's got Scar that, Love on the Run, right? That's kind of like married at, uh, not married at, uh, love at 20. Antoine Donnell. Looking out at the balcony. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know about Bomb Black had a funny career in that he started making movies very young. He did. Mr. Jealousy, right? In the 90s, kicking and screaming. And then he sort of didn't make movies for like seven years. What do you do? Do you know? No. I think he just sort of, you know, stumbled around trying to find himself. And then he did The Squid and the Whale, which is yeah. a fucking masterpiece and in my opinion. He made like a, that's right. Like he got that movie made with the help of uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, Is and it right? has a look and a feel uh-huh. where it's like it's set in the eighties, but when during that time period, like oh five, oh four, when that movie was released, mm-hmm. nobody was making movies about the eighties. Like we hadn't yet hit that nostalgia run. Yeah, that we've been fucking bombarded he, with recently. Does like, a good remember job. the eighties? Of that, exactly, of not making it feel nostalgic right. or having all those huge cultural signifiers like, you know, Ronald Reagan on TV. Yeah. Or like, like Wham! playing on the background. It feels like when they do that, it feels like it's done by marketing people that lived in the 80s. <laughs> They're like, this uh, This is what it felt like. It feels mainstream. like the, the filmmaker doesn't trust the audience to know it's the 80s, so they yeah. have to like force it in there. <laughs> wham? They got Wham! Yeah, playing. they got Wham! Or, uh, well, it's his 80s. I don't know. Bruce? Yeah, but he's probably too expensive to catch. Madonna, maybe. Madonna's cheap, right? No. Definitely not. MJ? Prince. None of those are cheap. No. Aha's take on me. Sure. That's, <laughs> so you always hear that shit. Any of those, like, one hit and wonders. Oh, like Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Yeah, something nah, like that. Hi, hi, relax. Don't Remember, do it. Remember uh, Fine Young Cannibals? Oh, she drives me crazy. That? Ooh, ooh. Um, the romantics. romantics. Toad, ugh. Barf. <laughs> I have a friend who's obsessed with fucking Toto. And I'm yeah. like, stop it. Stop. <laughs> oh, and I want. You like Def Leppard? Need, Molly Crew? I love Def Leppard. Molly Crew. But Def Leppard to me, Def Leppard story, the movie, VH1. They would always show it in VH1 too. 
Great movie. That one in the Fighting Temptations and the Jackson story. Jackson 5 story. Great movies. TV movies. Um, I think we lost track of what we were talking. Pour Some Sugar on Me, Def Leppard. Oh, dude. Hysteria. Uh, Fucking great song. You know? What's that? Hysteria. When Who does, you know. Who's that by? Def Leppard. It's off of the fucking album Hysteria. I'm not a big fan. Dude, it has a great fucking bass line guitar. It's like the ultimate slow dance stripper song. No, no, we'll play. Oh, I can't play it. We'll get kicked off of the Spooty. Can you believe we're on the fucking Spooty sometimes? What's in it? Molly Crew? Who else? What's the deal with Molly Crew? What's another one? B-52s? Can you believe? Yeah. Poison? Okay. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the thing that makes Noah Baumbach Noah Baumbach is the writing and the specificity he brings to the characters. Yeah. They're all very, you know, white bread, sort of, you know, upper middle class. They always are. But at the same time, they're um, sort of pathetic. I know. And I'm supposed to hate these people, but I love pathetic them. pathetic these days, right? Pathetic? Yeah, we're all pathetic now. I think we're all bathed in mediocrity in some way. Yeah. Or at sure. least more aware of it. We've lost. Uh, we're lost on our path. Speak for yourself. Okay, then. Never mind. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> we are. Uh, but yeah, that's what makes his character so so funny and empathetic that they're human. They're flawed. She drives me. And at the same time, it's really funny because it's. No, oh, yeah. That's her writing is not. Nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I know you do. You want edible? Do I want a what? Edible? No, I'm good. Come on. Shit, sorry. Do drugs with me, please. I'm not going to do drugs with you. Please do drugs with me. I'd rather... (laughs) Never mind. Jesus, what was was he going to (laughs) say? Started with them. I don't know what it is. (laughs) She drives me crazy. What's your favorite 80s movie? Oh, 80s movie? Yeah, 80s oh, movie. Oh, I love this question. Angel Heart, Bid Easy, Rumblefish, E.T., Back to the Future. Some good picks there. Yeah, diverse. Not really. Oh. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. I don't know if it came out in the 80s. I like to sleep with anger. Killer Sheep. I don't know if Killer Sheep is... I think that's 70s, though. 79, maybe? Fuck. I love that it's movie. It's a classic... Killer Sheep? Yeah. It's a fucking That's damn a good movie. It's, it is a masterpiece. It's a perfect movie, in my opinion. It's a pretty perfect movie. Yeah. I remember Elvis Mitchell showed us that. Really? I had never heard of Charles Burnett. And he was like, yeah, Charles Burnett. I heard, I had heard of Robert Townsend. and um, But he was like, I didn't know the backstory of how he made Hollywood Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Like Elvis Mitchell was like, yeah, he maxed out his credit cards to make this movie. That's like, what, he used credit cards do. to make it. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> He's wild tonight. Look at him. Yeah. 80s, 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 80s. What's your favorite 80s song? Hysteria, Def Leppard. That sucks. You just told me you've never heard of that song. I think I've heard it before. And... How does it go, then? Hysteria, yeah. It goes, Hysteria. No, no, no. Hysteria. What's that? The fuck are it's a they fucking just... great song, what right? We played it before. What the fuck are they talking about? They're talking about hysteria. Like when women get hysterical, is that what they mean? I think they're talking about like when like you're in love, right? Let's throw on the song. Let's pause it. 
Because we'll get kicked off of Spotify. All right, so we just listened to Hysteria, Def Leppard, Bobo's still not convinced. I, for one, think it's a masterpiece. That's all right. It's, you gotta Dude, be like a 60 million views on YouTube. You gotta be in the right place in the right time to listen to it. I told you where you gotta be. Sense. Strip club, in a booth, you just got your heart broken because your favorite stripper you fell in love with yeah. went home with another guy, 4 a.m. Yeah. There you go. It's a middle-aged sort of a situation. Not really. No, it's like it could be anybody. It could be like a young guy. A young guy falls in love with a stripper and that happens a lot. How would you do that, though? How would that happen? Fuck, I don't know. Something in their eyes are like... They trick you. With their eyes? Well, they know how to sell themselves. They do. really good. Yes. (laughs) There you go. It's one of the main things. I don't know. It's so sad. Life. (laughs) You want to go eat? We should go eat. Where should we eat? Right now? Yeah, we're, should we go eat or now? Why you're bloody. Feeling a little like, yeah, I'm feeling indigested a little bit. But I'm in the mood for donut, Samstown? though. What did they try at Samstown? You wanted to go there, right? The One day, I was like, we should go. Yeah. TJ Fires, remember? Oof. Well, it would be a lot of money right Under now. The Boulder Station? Even the cafe is expensive there now. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens, buddy. All right. Man, that was great. That was a great podcast. This was a fun podcast. Was it? I thought so. <laughs> What do we do next week? Aphrodisiac April has started. <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Aphrodisiac April has started. What should we do? Um, oh, dreamers. Yeah, dreamers. Are, uh, well, the options. It's pretty much movies where people like to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we said erotic movies or what else? Erotic, steamy, like really steamy. I kind of don't make anymore. Was it silver? Sliver? Sliver, there you go. I always butchered nah, it. We're not like, doing that anymore? No. I don't think we ever were. I thought we were. No, I mean like another no. shout out to Franton to <laughs> Greta Gerwig. Yeah, for killing us. Um, she should have acted more, I think, when she was in that zone. She was hard to cast at the time, I think. For some reason, yeah, people... Uh, Sort of like tap caster is that sort of like Sundance, New York indie girl. Yeah. But she was, um, she had solid comedic chops. Yeah. Like, you don't really see like that anyone. Like, who can you even name who was like that age now who was funny? No one's funny. That's funny? Yeah, it's funny. There's no one like that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's actually like funny. Like, the way she even moves is funny. I can't think of anybody. The way she like says certain words is just funny. Yeah. She can hang on to words and lines. Yeah. No, there's nobody. It's too bad. Not even. Hold on. No. Like, what are you going to see? Beanie Feinstein? No. I don't think there's anybody (laughs) close to it. There's no one close to that. Where are the funny women? I know what Christopher Hitchens would say. What would he say? Nowhere. (laughs) They never existed. Really? Yeah. That's kind of depressing. That's All right. Well, anyway, that's they took him out. Thanks for saying that. Really? Yeah. Is he still around, Christopher? No, he died from cancer like ten years ago. That's what I was to say. He's not yeah. around. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, movies are dead. Has concluded for this week. Um, <laughs> I hope you had fun. You seem like I always have like fun I'm here. badgering you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just that's my thinking face. Be sure to check out Def Leppard's Hysteria. Also, the <laughs> I'm serious. That was her earlier. She was like. This was her. 
<laughs> yeah, do it. But she literally went from 100 to zero in like three seconds. So I was like, oh shit. I've seen that face from, yeah. It's just. Who yelled at you? Who yelled at you? Tell me. Tell me. That's not how you move the camera. No. <laughs> Fuck, that sucks. Yeah, it's a kind of a environment that is over there. Movies have. Di- uh, Movies are dead as con- concluded. Def Leppard's Hysteria. Check that out. Francis Ha by Bombac. Any Bombac movie, really. Yeah. It's, uh, I've, uh, I've changed my mind on him many times, but I know, he's a good guy. Good fucking... filmmaker, good writer. I hope he doesn't fuck up the White Noise adaptation. All right. I love that book. Never heard of it. Never. White Noise, Dino Lola. It's a really funny book. You should check it out. All right. What's your best uh, impression? I've already done it on this podcast. It's Harvey Keitel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Man. Harvey Keitel is an NFL football coach. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> You're supposed to run the post, not the <laughs> slant. Right? There you go. Anyway, thanks, guys. We're listening, you know. Yeah. It's been another classic episode of uh, Movies Are Dead. All right. God bless. Cool. Check out the bat uh, catalog. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell us, uh, uh, tell a loved one about our show. We love, uh, you Please. know, we love doing the show. So that's mood right there. You see that dog's face? He's got nothing. Did he calm down already? He was on a sugar rush earlier. There you have it, folks. Bye.